For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 146. I'm your host, Greg Crocker. You can follow me at NUFC underscore Greg and follow this glorious podcast at CHN underscore podcast. We have a, a special episode for you for no in particular reason. It's just we're recording and that's that's special. Um, and we have, we have some news to talk about, which is also exciting for once. Um, but before we get into that, we have a, a very important introduction. And I have to bring you the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. What's up, folks? Um, excited to be here. Um, super stoked to be able to talk Newcastle United footy um, and be in the Premier League. I know that some other folks, some other fans are not as fortunate. They're talking about um, their plans for League One. And, you know, that sucks for them, but also, like, who cares? Um, so, yeah, there's that. But if you want to follow your boy on Twitter, it's at Elijah underscore Newsom. Be sure to check out this, the main site, comingofnewcastle.com. Always good stuff there. Um, always good articles and stuff to read. And I'm sure that there will be good content for you to read as the week goes on. And then, of course, if you haven't already, fill out our, our fan feedback survey. I scheduled out some tweets. So if you're on Twitter and you're following the podcast account, you should see them at some point. So fill it out. We've been getting some good stuff so far. Um, and, you know, Greg, I'm, I'm excited. There's been some good feedback and some good ideas that we're, we're excited to implement, man. Yeah. Uh, there has been great feedback, and we really appreciate that. I uh, can't say that enough, how awesome it is that y'all actually care enough to do that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So if you didn't hear our last episode that we put out on Tuesday, uh, then you, you're probably completely out of the loop, but Newcastle signed someone that wasn't at we the did. club the previous season. <laughs> um, we signed Jeff Hendrick, or as Elijah would call him, Jeff Hendricks. Um, yeah, I, I did make that mistake earlier, but who cares? Uh, yeah, it's not, I think only I did, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I didn't even care. But, I don't even yeah. think Jeff Hendrick cared. And I'm going to be calling him Jeff Hendricks for the rest of the year. I don't yeah, think he cared at all. Yeah, it's it's just, that's how it works. From this point forward, yeah. yeah definitely. Of course. Um, yeah, so Ireland, Ireland, I almost said Ireland. Um, Ireland. Iranian. <laughs> International midfielder Jeff Hendrick uh, confirmed on Monday, and uh, he's 28 years old. He was at Burnley the previous season. We signed him to a four-year contract. Uh, he will be also – he was named to the Irish uh, international squad, uh, so he's going to play in them. Um, 
going to be interesting to see how we use him. And uh, we know like with Bruce's tactical prowess that I'm sure he's going to have a lot of creative ways to use the player. So it's going to be pretty exciting stuff. Elijah, how do you rate this signing out of a one to 6.2? Um, it's probably like a 3.9. Uh, not disappointed, not particularly excited. But um, as I, I kind of mentioned, there's a little bit of flexibility that comes with Hendricks. <laughs> Um, and there's 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 a good. I feel like he's an upgrade over uh, over uh, some of our depth midfielders that we have though, so far. And as Greg alludes to in it, I mean, I hope that it it, it challenges some of our younger players in the midfield to step up, um, do a little better, and uh, they have a solid group of guys in the midfield to learn from and improve with. So I, I'm excited for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's always good to get fresh blood in it, um, even if. It's free. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's actually better if it's free because – If it works. Yeah, if it works, it's better. It's free. Yeah. Um, the next signing that we have to talk about is Matty Longstaff. It's true. So uh, the Times predicted it, that it was happening pretty soon, and, and, it, and it did. Um, it was a two-year deal for Newcastle. So t- Matty's 20 years old, um, and he was a free agent last month, but obviously didn't didn't sign with anybody else. Um, there was all the rumors, if you remember, between other Premier League clubs that were interested, some championship clubs, Udinese, uh, and some interest in Bundesliga. But ultimately, none of that came through, and he has opted to remain at Newcastle. So he uh, he's ours again. Yeah. yeah. How, I, I how think would you rate that signing from a 1 to a 3.7? I mean, it's, it's a 3.8. I mean, you get your guy back. Uh, it's it's better than you expect because you do expect the club to mess things up like this, and they have in the past. Um, but I do think there's a, a couple things worth mentioning. I know that people were upset about the the length of the deal. I'm honestly not. Whatever. Two, you got two years to prove that you're a Premier League player. Like, I, I don't hate that. Um, and I also anticipate him getting an extension. Newcastle are pretty good about giving players extensions. Like if he's able to break into the first team in within the next couple of seasons and consistently be on the team sheet alongside Sean Longstaff, then yeah, you're going to extend both of them. Both of their deals run out at the same time. So it's really like a, all right, you guys wanted this money. Now prove that you deserve it. Um, and I'm all about that. And I think if you're a player, you got to be about that. I mean, you're seeing that in, we we're talking about baseball. You're seeing that in baseball where guys are just like at an age where people are like, Hey, we're not going to commit to you long-term because you had a down year because you weren't all this or you're getting older. Here's a year. Prove that you're worth it. And if the guy does well, like a Josh Donaldson or a Marcelo Zuna, they get a and fat paycheck. Yeah you, get, well, yeah, well, yeah. you get a fat paycheck. Like yeah. uh, Josh Donaldson made some fat money after having a good season with the Braves, and I'm sure Marcelo Zuna is going to make a fat – make a Definitely lot of money. Definitely not skinny money. No, not skinny money. You can be yeah. fat check. So I think if you're a long staff right now, it's like you got to kick it to a different gear. And it's not like the club has gone out and signed young, promising midfielders. Like the job is there for the taking. You've got aging midfielders. The youngest midfielder outside of them is Isaac Hayden, and he's like 25. So it's like the job is there for both of them to take. Like if they want to step up and earn it, then like, yeah, you've got two years. Get it done. Yeah. Uh, the The – one thing I wanted to mention about the length of the contract is some people have the misconception that the club like says, Oh, we want to sign you for two years. And the player just has to accept that. That's not how this works. Uh, And you have to think about it too. Like um, 
I, you know, I, I saw some complaints about this. Like, I, why, why would the club only sign him for two years? Like, this is a player who was very outwardly unhappy with his contract previously at Newcastle United, agreed to leave and explore free agency, and then came back. Do you think he's just going to sign a five-year deal with us? No. Like, that's a, that's a player-negotiated, player-agent-negotiated two-year contract, 100%. Because the club is, would be happy if they're signing Jeff Hendrick or sorry, Jeff Hendricks for four years, um, then then they'd be happy to sign Matty Longstaff for four years. But that's that's player, just letting you know. That's how that works. Like, the player wasn't happy with Newcastle. He's back. So he's going, all right, like, I'll prove it to you for two years, but if y'all aren't paying me more money in two years, I'm out. And I guarantee you he's expecting an extension at the end yeah. of the season. But yeah, that's, that's the expectation. A, that's not a club deal right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, cool. Other thing, we played we played a game. We did. We played a match. I know some British people won't like that I said game. Well, F them. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you call biscuits crumpets, so. Mm, yeah, that's uh, not even a real word. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we won. So that's that's great. <laughs> we played uh, a friendly against Crew Alexandra. We won 3 nothing. It was actually an incredible goal by Andy Carroll. Um you could tell. Did you see we his like, tweet about it? No, I didn't. He tweeted so. It, so the the highlight of the goal was sick. It actually made the rounds in America. Um, his PNFC tweeted it out it was a sick goal. Um, but Andy Carroll, if you haven't seen it, he tweeted out the goal, but he tweeted it with like a sepia filter, like it was like he was on Instagram or something, and it was just highly unnecessary. And I just honestly laughed when I saw it. So that's all I had to mention was just. I don't know why Andy Carroll decided to tweet out the goal, but then add a filter to it. It didn't really add or subtract anything to the goal, but it is something that happened, and it'd be rude of me to not mention it as someone who is on the socials. Yes, yeah. Um, there a couple couple highlights from this. Well, just Andy Carroll's goal right before halftime. It was great, and he just it was uh, a Jamal Lascelles assist, by the way. Yeah, it's um, a weird one. And he, he, I think he touched it like three times and then slotted it in. Great goal. Uh, we also uh, were reminded pretty swiftly how fragile and uh, sometimes terrible our strikers are because Dwight Gale got hurt. Um, <laughs> unclear. Unclear but also, severity and, of that. But, but also worth noting, immediately after the pregame press conference, Bruce said, Dwight Gale is fit and like ready to go. It's happy that he's fit and okay. he immediately gets injured. And that was after the match or before the match? That was before the match. He said okay, that. okay. He so said that like right before the match and then Dwight Gale got injured during the match. Got it it got was it. just ironic that he yeah. said that. It was almost like a commentator's curse, but it was the Steve Bruce curse. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second goal, uh, so they, they started the first half with starting 11 and then fielded a completely different one in the second half. Um, so two minutes into the restart, Christian Atsu scored with a Gale assist. Um, and then he got hurt and then Barlasar reappeared. So he, he came back into the match from being subbed out at halftime. Um, and, um, Barlasar got an assist from Federico, uh, giving Federico Fernandez the goal. Um, John Joe hit the crossbar twice, uh, Paul scored. I don't know if you mentioned that. What? Did you mention Atsu scored? Yeah, I said I said Atsu scored and um, Gail got the assist. But I mean, I feel like we should have made a bigger deal about that because it just doesn't happen. Oh. 
Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, <laughs> some other things, uh, Jacob Murphy played for us. Yeah. Um, it was his first appearance since a friendly a year ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sick. Saint Etienne. Um, Henri Saive. Um, who knows where he is? <laughs> Dan, Dan Barlasar obviously got an assist. He had a good day. Um, and it was Andy Carroll's last goal for any kind uh, since he scored against Man City in 2010. Wait, it was his last goal of any kind? Uh, for, for Newcastle, sorry. I was about to say, I was like, that does not make sense. <laughs> for Newcastle, yeah. uh, the next matches for Newcastle will be this coming Saturday against Barnsley and then uh, the following Tuesday against Burrow. Cool. Mm. Um, Elijah. Do you style. want to take a break? Dude, how, how, how are you looking at on time? Uh, I have the ad put in after this. Okay, so we'll do it now. Yeah, All right. All right, so uh, real quick, this is a, a – I didn't even see this in, the, uh, in the, the outline. This is how great I am. I wasn't even looking at the outline. Um, this is a new segment. Um, it's called Buy or Sell, and it's just do you buy or sell this general idea that's been floating around and talked about and one thing, as Jacob Murphy has returned into the first team picture, and there's been some decent quotes about him from other players, blah, blah, blah. He's doing well in trading, played today, didn't look awful. Um, people are asking, especially because there is no, with the departure of Valentino Lazaro, there is no uh, kind of winger depth. Uh, is Jacob Murphy someone who could potentially be in the, the first team picture next year as a bench player? Do you buy or sell that idea, Craig? You mean oh. for this coming season? For this coming season, obviously, he, he had a pretty hot restart. Uh, he played fairly well in the restart. Uh, I do think that's worth noting. Um, and I think that's where part of this comes from, uh, is that towards the end of his, his time on loan, he started to pick up uh, the pace a little bit. So um, do you buy or sell the idea that Jacob Murphy could be a part of the first team for Newcastle this season? Your boy is selling this. Jacob okay. Murphy – well, I do think there is potential for him to be in the Premier League. I don't think it's yet. I think he needs one more, at least one more full season in the championship. And the reason I say that, he had a lot of dud performances in the championship, but he had some really good ones. Uh, but he never, he never took over as a game changer in matches. He, would get, he got some goals, and I know the, the fans at the clubs he's played at so far have appreciated it, like hit him over a year. But I don't think his performances say, yes, like you should play in a Premier League. And I think at his age, he needs to be playing, not sitting on the bench. So um, I think the best move still is another loan to the championship. And then I'm hoping that will there will be a lot of development in that. I would love, like, I would love if like he went to Burnmouth or um, like a newly relegated side as a loan player, kind of get, get a lot of wins under his belt, play for a top team, like, and, and hopefully, like, a manager and players that have a lot of Premier League experience, too, and he can learn from those players. That would, that's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I would only slightly say by just because Christian Atsu is, like, 30 now, and it's, like, that's a spot on the team that, like, it's weird because it's almost like – I wouldn't say he's unplayable, but despite being one of the only true wingers in this squad – he's played like the least out of like a lot of the players that are attacking players. I mean, there's been times where Muto has been subbed on as a winger ahead of Christian Atsu. 
And it's like, that does seem to be a hole that like needs to be addressed at some point. And I don't really have a ton of confidence that Newcastle will address it in this window. And there's been a decline if whether people want to admit or not in the play of Matt Ritchie and in the play of Christian Atsu. And it's like, those are your winger options outside of Alan St. Maxman. If you're going to play McGomeron at the 10, and even if you're not like, you can't expect to play both of these guys every single match. So it's like, I think that there's a potential uh, for, for Murphy to be included depending on this window. And it, I do think it is purely because of this interesting transfer windows Newcastle's going through. If they don't have the funds to spend on another winger, like he's, he's a solid option to have on the bench. It's unfortunate, but I think that that could happen in an ideal world. I'm with you. I'd love for him to go back on the championship. I think he's six to eight months away of, of consistent, consistent football for being a contributor on a Premier League side. I don't think he's going to be a starter by any means anytime soon, but I think he could be a, a really nice piece off the bench and kind of work his way up into the first team somewhere, if not Newcastle, um, somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, the, the, art, the Chris, Christian Atsu shout is a good one, uh, but I would rather like just put Christian Atsu in a Premier League match than waste a year development for Murphy. Um, I think yeah. – like, I mean, it's it's not great for Newcastle first team right now just to have Chris Natsu, but um, it's like I'd rather have the development for him, for Murphy, and then we can figure that out later. Mm. Or it'd be cool if we signed someone. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. You tired or you parched? I'm not parched or tired, but okay. I'll take a break. Okay, sounds great. Well, we're going to do that right now, and then we're going to do, I think, uh, something else. PS meter. Yeah, we're going to take a break right now. (laughs) For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip, and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay. BS meter time. We have 34 names, is it? Uh, we have, we have a, a ton of names, 34 <laughs> to be exact. Let's um, go through them. Let's go through the links. Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, we're going to start with an American uh, at central midfield. It's an interesting link considering we just signed a central midfielder and then we just – well, we really just signed two central midfielders. But um, here it is nonetheless. Weston McKinney has been once again uh, named as a priority target for Newcastle. His price is going to be – I mean, that 22 to 30 million range, um, it seems like Southampton are in on him. Everton are, are looking at him as well. Um, but again, it's an interesting link uh, considering the rumors regarding Newcastle's transfer budget, 35 million pounds. Um, we've been wrong before about transfer budgets, but it does seem that Newcastle don't have the biggest transfer budget going into this, uh, this season. BS meter for Weston McKinney. Uh, I think we already did this, no? No, we, we, we did. We, we talked about – no, we really didn't do it. We talked about I, it off air, but it never was on the BS meter. Oh, okay. I, yeah, we've talk, the BS we, meter is is very high. Uh, yeah. It's not happening. Uh, I think if there's any club that takes him in the Premier League, it's going to be Southampton, uh, and he's not going to come to Newcastle. Also, I just don't understand – I mean, I understand, like, Weston McKinney as a player, but I just don't understand how that's a need for Newcastle right now. He would essentially be – like an Isaac Hayden type player. Um, and part of that is like at Schalke, like he played a lot of different roles. And it's really, it's something that people don't really talk about as Americans, but like 
what is Weston McKinney's best role? Is he a six? Is he an eight? Um, he played a ton at Schalke all over. He played right mid, right back, as a 10, as an eight, as a six, as a striker, as a center back. And he did everything pretty well. So it's like, well, not pretty well, but he did everything like good enough. So it, I don't know. I don't know if Newcastle's the club that he needs to go to um, to find his development. If he does, I'm getting the I'm getting the kit. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, duh, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's obviously happening. So, um, <laughs> and he will yeah, be our our number one. He would. He, I mean, Yedlin still is, by the way. Yeah, so. I mean, Yedlin's going to get. Oh, well, okay. Let's not say things that we don't know are true. Yeah. Um, next up on the on the transfer list, this is actually something that um, people have talked about. Um, and I've seen this name pop up a couple times, and I didn't want to believe it because I just thought that this was just out of Newcastle's realm. But if I'm if if the approach is to get as many people um, for free as possible, then maybe this could work. Um, we've got Patrick Schick, who is someone who Newcastle are now linked to, as he is uh, being seen as a priority target um, for Newcastle. His transfer mark value is about twenty five mil. Uh, British pounds. Um, he of course is a Roma player who was loaned out to RB Leipzig this past season, had a pretty solid season for RB Leipzig. Um, very good player. Um, really would kind of fit the mold of what Newcastle are trying to do. Uh, he had 10 goals and two assists last season. Uh, so just, you know, good solid numbers. Um, and again, kind of a athletic target forward who has a knack for scoring goals uh, scored more goals than Joe Linton did in Bundesliga with less appearances. So, uh, Patrick Schick, BS meter. You mean in Serie A? No, I mean, like, he scored more goals in, in Bundesliga than Joe Linton did in general. Oh. Like, uh, with RB Leipzig, because uh, okay. he was um, he, yeah, yeah. he was on loan to RB Leipzig last season. That's, That's right. what I was referring to. Um, the BS meter is – like Killian and Bappe to Newcastle High. Um, okay, that's a bit extreme. No, it is. He's because it, it, it broke today that he's like pretty much like he's like on his way to Leverkusen. So, okay. So yeah. So it also like, broke today that he's going there like today. Yeah, it's, it's going to be signed like by the end of this week. I heard. So. Oh. Yeah. So that's you're putting why. that Kai Havertz money to good use. Yeah. Exactly. Um, by the way, worth noting that Chelsea spent like a ton of money. Uh, this window over on attacking players, but it's actually like kind of funny when you realize that like they still have only spent, I think like if you include the Kai Verts transfer, they've spent like only 1 million pound, like more than the Eden Hazard, like sale, the fire sale they had like last summer where they sold like a bunch of players. It's very interesting, but yeah. So there's that Patrick Schick would be a great signing for Newcastle. Definitely not happening. According yeah, to Greg. Definitely not. He's pretty much there. Um, yeah. If this doesn't happen, Greg, I'm going to laugh at you. But, I mean, I can't do that because that's how transfer rumors work. Sometimes yeah. it happens, sometimes it goes. Um, next up, we got a – If it does, uh, though, what are you going to do? Nothing because okay. I, I believe <laughs> um, uh, okay. we have another we have another player who – this one actually, uh, according to transfer mark, is the most likely signing for Newcastle of anything. Uh this is a, a Greek left back um, named Demetrios Yanoulis. Yanoulis. I'm going to say Yanoulis. Um, he's 24 years of age. He's a left back. Um, he currently plays um, 
Jeez, where did he? Where does he? Oh, at, he plays. I'm at, not going to. I'm not going to try to say that name. I'm just not going to try to say that. To name. Say P A O K, but Panathinaikos. Yeah, yeah. Panathinaikos. P O K Salonakis. Uh, yeah, he he plays there and he plays left back. His transfer mark value is about four point five million pounds. That's what Newcastle apparently have offered in the past couple days. Um, there are one of only a couple clubs interested, and I think one of the only Premier League clubs interested. So it's one of those if this player wants to play Premier League football, which is the goal for majority of players in Europe, Newcastle seems to be the club to join. Transfer mark has this at. I'll actually reveal the percentage that Transfermark has. Which is, I like this. It's a, it's a nice feature for Transfermark. They give their probability. What do you think, Greg? Uh, yeah. Hey, y'all. This is something to watch. This is something to watch. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in tune to this one. This is a, a, a player of need. A player who, like, would easily. I mean, go, go, going from the black and white stripes of Greece to the black and white stripes of England is certainly a big move. Like, I mean, he's playing. Like in Greece, he'll definitely be playing European football, but let's be honest, they're not going to be like yeah. making like massive group stage competitions or anything or, or winning those. Um, I think this is a, a big opportunity for like a one of those like rare, like like Martin Dubrovka type signings where they kind of come out of nowhere and we'll see what happens. Obviously, Martin worked. We'll see if this kid works, but I like it. I like all of it. Position of need, young, promising. Um, has some good performances in, 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 in big matches in front of big crowds under his belt already. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. Logan. Yeah, yeah um, I'd say transfer market agrees with you. I agree with you. Um, 76% probability, they say, that this happens uh, to oh, yeah. Newcastle. Um, again, money is good here. Um, I imagine contract is quite well. And you're getting another player who's an international for Greece. Again, not the best team to be an international for, but he's been recently making a lot of appearances, seven appearances um, for, for Greece. And, I mean, as they get into Nations League play, I'd look to see if he's been called up, but I'd imagine he's probably going to be in the squad. Uh, but, again, like Greg said, potential for this guy to be um, solid at Newcastle. Also has the ability to play kind of left mid as well, but, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't put money on that as well. But also, worth noting, could be an Antonio Barreca. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh boy! But uh, I also would argue that Antonio Barreca would have gotten playtime under Steve Bruce because it's Steve Bruce. Um, <laughs> so uh, next one is a more familiar name to a lot of Newcastle fans. Um, interesting one, interesting link: Shane Duffy, who of course is another Irishman. Uh, so if Newcastle are going to go hard on the Irish people, this is the window to do it. Obviously, plays for Brighton. Uh, Twenty-eight years of age. It's the center back. I've been linked to him um, as a, a potential transfer target, and this is very interesting because this is a lot. Um, this is a lot of. Uh, so a lot of center backs have been linked to Newcastle, and there's a couple more on this list. It's very interesting because, like, we don't. I don't think that's a position of need. It, it leads me to believe that there's going to be they're shopping out a Florian Lejeune or a Fabian Share to see if they can get you know, eight to 10 mil for one of them to support transfer fees. So just worth noting, um, but Shane Duffy's been linked to leave Brighton. Uh, Newcastle are interested. Celtic are interested. I believe West Brom are interested as well. Um, but yeah, Shane Duffy. BSC. Yes, Meter is so high on this one. His brother pretty much confirmed that he's going to Celtic. Um, and it, and like apparently like celebrities in, in Scotland are like – posting videos telling him to come home to Scotland 
And uh, I think there's Newcastle not going to make a move for him. Why is he coming home to Scotland? It, it, they're just saying that. Because he was born in Ireland. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's not, not coming. Born. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, Rod Stewart, like Rod Stewart, that Rod Stewart, he like posted a video telling Shane Duffy to sign with Celtic. Like That's after, after his brother said, Shane Duffy's brother said he's going to Celtic. So love I that. Think, I think that's happening. Um, all right, here we got another one. This would be a, quite an exciting signing. Another one that would be quite expensive. Um, but you talk about relegation, uh, bargain bin shopping, and here's a perfect candidate for that. Todd Cantwell, the youngster at Norwich, 22 years of age. Um, and if I remember correctly, he might be one of the people that um, our very own Zach Pinsack said that uh, Newcastle should sign. Um, but, yeah, Todd Cantwell, thoughts on him? Yeah, I would love for this to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Todd would a player like him right now, like, you know where this, this would be a perfect, like, this is like a perfect, like I'm going to Spurs or I'm going to Everton signing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think he's going to go from Norwich to Newcastle um, where like, he's going to go to a top 10 side. You'd say that, but it seems like the top 10 sides are, it's very interesting um, seeing the transfer strategies to a lot of these top 10 sides because obviously I have a lot of friends who are not into their plastic, but they're fans of like top 10 sides. And it seems like a lot of these sides are, I wouldn't say ignoring the relegated sides, but it seems like the relegation bargain bin hunting is actually happening with a lot of the mid table and recently promoted sides. And a lot of the, the top 10 sides are trying to see if they can cut deals for some of these highly touted international prospects that like, would normally on in an average transfer window um, be 40 to 50 million pounds to trying to get them for, for much cheaper. So we'll see. I'm very curious to see how this, this plays out because I think you're right. He would 100% rather choose a top 10 side, but it's about whether or not those sides are going to be interested. So it's, I think it's one to watch. I think Newcastle are obviously interested, but they would need to try to get a cut rate. And this would be a, a, an excellent addition to, to the, to the squad because it kind of solves that, that depth problem we were talking about earlier with Jacob Murphy, where this guy can play left mid, right mid, and he can play um, as a essential attacking mid. Uh, but yeah, again, I can see I can see your hesitation to, to go full send on this. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Omar Coley, who is a, another center back. Um, he plays <laughs> he plays in uh, in Italy for Sampdoria. Uh, pretty cheap player, about I think he's twenty seven, um, and he can play play center back, left or right center back, doesn't matter. He's Gambian. Um, but again, just another interesting center back link, which again, it kind of leads me to believe that Newcastle are looking to sell one of their center backs, whether it be Kieran Clark for Lejeune or Fabian Scherer. I'd imagine those are the three that are going to be up for sale. Um, thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Newcastle is going to spend that much for a center back right now. Uh, I did see that Southampton won him. Uh, I think for some, whatever reason, I'm like, think Southampton's about to spend some money and I think he's going to go there. So yes, pretty high. I don't think he's going to, I don't think we're going to see him in Newcastle, even though it would be fun. Um, but I don't, I don't think with a 30 mil budget, we're going to spend 16 on a position that we have. Yeah. I also, I mean, I don't, I haven't really watched much of Sampdoria, but I'm just, I don't understand the, the hype behind them. I mean, he, apparently had an insane season it's yeah so 
I mean, I guess that's the reason. Uh, that would help. Yeah, that that's probably helps. the reason why everyone is is very high on him. Um, and then we're going to move on. Uh, Ryan Frazier is a guy who is available for free, obviously, at Bournemouth, winger. Someone Newcastle were linked to early on, but I don't think we ever talked about it as a BS leader possibility. So it's worth mentioning. Um, yeah. I haven't really actually heard much about where he's going or anything like that. So I, it's been kind of quiet on the Ryan Frazier front. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think this is going to happen either. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind this. This would be like a, another like Jeff Hendrick type signing, but um, I see like, um, I think he's going to stay. I don't think he's coming up North. I think he's like a, a crystal palace or West Ham type of player. Yeah. West Ham are interested. I've heard that. Um, Cause of but, Callum. Just like, get both yes, of them. they want to get both of them. Um, but um, again, but it also, it's a weird, it's not a double deal. It's just, uh, I guess it, it's not, yeah, I wouldn't, it's a weird, cause it's not a double deal. It's just like, we'll sign <laughs> Callum for 18 million pounds. And then we'll also sign Ryan Frazier for free. But I think it's another guy who's waiting to see what the market's looking like. It's really weird. I mean, it is, this is a probably the most interesting transfer market out there because you have Chelsea spending a ton of money. Um, you've got like a lot of teams where they're trying to get rid of aging stars. A lot of guys are going to be available for free. Like Higuain's going to be available for free. Suarez is going to be available for free. So it's just kind of a weird market because two weeks ago, if you told me that any team in the world could sign Luis Suarez for free um, and just have to pay his contract or Gonzalo Higuain or um, Sammy Kadira. I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like I'd be like, no, you're lying. Um, except for Higuain, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a free agent regardless. So it's a weird transfer window, and also prices are still at pre-COVID levels. So we'll see what happens, man. In two weeks, I, I'm very curious. I think Ryan Frazier is a, a name to keep an eye on because Newcastle are, are going to be hunting for as many free signings as possible. It's just a given, and so I'm sure they're keeping tabs on what happens with Ryan Frazier. If West Ham can't get a deal done for Callum Wilson. I feel like that interest is going to falter out and Ryan's going to have to follow the money or stay in Bournemouth. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Messi. He wants to leave Barcelona, potentially come to the Premier League. Steve Bruce, who wouldn't want to work with him? I don't know, yeah. Greg. Yeah, um, I just looked it up just just to make sure because uh, it, it could be in our budget. Uh, Messi made $26 million last year. So um, we're going to need to match that. Might be a little, like, little over. Like, we're, we're probably going to yeah. be, be able to make a competitive offer. Um, no BS on this one. Like, this is, this is a real, real rumor, real deal. Messi to Newcastle. Keep your eyes on it. Dude, yeah, uh, obviously. I, I love the, uh, the people who are actually getting mad that MLS teams are joking about signing Messi. Because people it's like – everything. It's like, dude, like no one, no one in MLS can afford Messi's contract. Like, and people are like, oh, he's might go to Inter Miami. Like, no, it's just it's not happening. So let's uh, everyone have their fun. Just everyone chill, all right. Um, but yeah, that's it for the BS meter. Interesting names on here. Um, I'm really excited about a couple of these names, particularly that Greek left back. And honestly, I'm a little bit excited about the potential of Ryan Frazier. But again, weird window, and obviously even weirder when. Um, you're, you're Newcastle United and you already don't spend money, but it seems like we're not planning on spending any money at all this window. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, go over to some odds and ends before we close this one out. Uh, 
Elijah, Moneyball coming to England? Yeah, so there's an there's a, a interesting story written in The Athletic about um, a potential um, American consortium uh, featuring a former Premier League chief executive, um, Billy Bean, who, of course, in America is famous for his whole Moneyball thing. He's also a minority owner in, in a, 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 I think he's a minority in, is it the Red Sox? He's the minority in one of the baseball teams in America. He's a minority owner. Um, and also a minority owner in, I want to say, not Brent, Barnsley maybe? Um, there's a consortium that's being put together. They fundraised, I want to say, 450 million British pounds. Um, and their aim is to get into the Premier League. Um, their fundraising goal hasn't really been established. I'd imagine they're looking at somewhere like half a bill, um, somewhere in that range. But um, there's no actual rumor. So something to be looking out for because a lot of people have pointed out, um, including The Athletic, that um, there's a couple teams that are for sale, uh, Southampton and Newcastle both. Obviously, you already know the asking price for Newcastle. You know the potential of the fan base. It's something that's quite talked about. But um, it would be an interesting prospect uh, because you're getting a lot, a lot of smart folks involved in this group. And whoever, whatever team they end up um, investing in um, is going to be a lucky, lucky side because you've got um, one of the, the pioneers of analytics as well as like one of the uh, legends of the Premier League um himself just like running your club like who else better to run a football club so um honestly a pipe dream for a lot of newcastle fans but something just worth mentioning yep uh next bit is kel watts has been sent on loan uh happy for him this is a good loan for him he's going to plymouth argyle league one a 20 year old defender so hopefully he uh, he can step it up a, a division because he was in League Two for two loan spells, two short stints last year. Um, and uh, Plymouth's first match is against Queens Park Rangers in the League Cup. So um, hopefully he does well. Yeah. Wish him all the best. Um, next one is we haven't talked about Lazaro. Lazaro yeah. went on loan to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Elijah? I mean, it's, it's a good spot for him. Uh, Munchen Gladbach uh, was one of the more competitive teams in the, in the Bundesliga. As we know, that league, unfortunately, is is very um, top-heavy. But Borussia Munchen Gladbach is always in that three to five range. He's going to have the opportunity to potentially play some European football. Solid team. Solid team. It's going to be a good, good shot for him. Um, I'm not going to say Bundesliga is his level because I think he would have made it in the Premier League as a winger if he played as a winger. But I do think this is an opportunity for him to showcase his ability. Uh, and he, if he wants to make that move permanent to Bruce Hummels and Gladbach, that's good. But also he can make a move and make a jump to an RB Leipzig or make a jump to um, a Borussia Dortmund or a Bayern Munich or any other team in Europe um, that's kind of in the top four or five um, in their league. And it's going to be another player that Newcastle are going to regret not getting the deal done for. And really, in this case, I'm going to put all the blame on Steve Bruce here because there was just no reason um, any competent soul wouldn't have played um, Valentino Lozaro as a right midfielder, um, not only more often, but just like, to be honest, starting ahead of, of Matt Ritchie, um, especially during the restart when the team was really finding their groove with the trio of Miguel and Allison Maxman and Lozaro being on the pitch together. So um, yeah, that, that's a big blunder by Steve Bruce there. And uh, it, it, it's cost the club, Missing out on a, on a solid player. Yeah. Uh, but good luck to him. He does have Bundesliga experience because he played at Hertha Berlin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so hopefully it, it pans out. And, uh, I, and honestly, I could see him signing for Leipzig because did, he did come from Salzburg. So very yeah. familiar with the, with the system. Yep. Next news is some Rafa Benitez updates. It is not going well in China. Uh, they are now bottom after six matches. Uh, they've taken two points from their first six. And he has won six of 19. Rafa has won six of 19. Uh, and that, that he, he won four of his first six matches. So since then, he hasn't done much. Um, they've gotten, uh, since their first four wins, he's collected 10 points from 45. Uh, but Solomon Rondon's still doing well. He scored five of their eight goals so far in this since the, the season started. So, little, yeah, little uh, uh, China update for you. And then news that you may have no care about in the world, but I put in there anyway. Um, so Burnley signed Jack Leckie. Jack was a central defender for us. Um, he was. Uh, he was playing for our U16s, um, and Newcastle signed him when he was 13. Uh, but we released him last year, and or no, beginning of this year we released him, and Burnley just signed him. Uh, Burnley actually just upgraded their – they have a Category 1 academy now, so they're signing a bunch of people. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Didn't we also make a U team signing? Yeah, Niall. Bookwell. So that happened. Talk about Liverpool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, I, I I remember it, like, it was one of those things we it was talked about a ton, 18. but it just like officially happened, right? Like maybe this past week or something like that. Yeah, he did play for the Liverpool U twenty threes last year, so that's that's good. Uh, so we'll see how it works for him. Oh, and uh, two two more things um, worth noting. Yesterday uh, and I guess Monday was the anniversary of DeAndre Allen signing for Newcastle. So shout out to him. And, of course, former Newcastle player Stephen Glass had his first match in charge, like his first match as a first-team coach. He's in charge of Atlanta United this past weekend. Um, of course, McGowan's former team, they were, they were really bad uh, <laughs> for the, the better part of the summer. And he took over, and they won their first match 2-0. So uh, shout out to Glassy. Um, there's, there's some talks around MLS that, like, this could be um, a potential – like actual foray into to managing the first team full time for him, um, if he continues the rate that he's going, which is continuing, which is which, you know, you hope he does. So that'd be cool. Yeah, then he can come coach Newcastle U twenty threes when he's done. <laughs> or he could come coach the U.S. Men's National Team over Triple G. Uh, yeah. uh, so Oscar Perea. Um All right. <laughs> well, do you have anything else, Elijah? I oh, know that was it. Oh, ooh, Jeff Hendricks. Uh, just want to point this out. Up, up for uh, most attractive player in the club. Oh yeah, that's he, definitely going to be that's ooh. that's going to be an award. We have to write that yeah, one down because, like, I mean, the guy's got the flow Oops. going and he's got the sleeves. Like, man, the dude's he's he's a looker. So uh, Fabian Chiramule Craft, they better watch out. Yeah, our our uh, our end of season awards will include most attractive player last season. Uh, we'll have a minimum amount of games played too for it. Mm. Yeah, um, and Kel Watts will not be on that list. Yeah, well, Kel Watts looks like an Newcastle. awkward teenager. Yeah, well, no. true, but he just looks like an awkward teenager, so he won't be on that list. <laughs> Maddie Longstaff will be on the list. Oh God! Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes episode one forty six 
of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxell. That's the best damn calls in the land, Elijah Newsom. And we'll see you next week. And maybe we'll have won a game or two since then. So, and a friendly. So, we'll do that. And hoy the lives. Mm, love you guys. Sitting inside a fridge. But I wish I was on the case side. Looking at the old time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again. The dog at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody And to live in Jody land Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again. I'll brave the dog at St. James's Park, if the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne. I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing hitty how we I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog. It's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end.